new M83 album dropped yesterday. So fucking good. So fucking lit, bruh. So fucking lit, honestly, though. I uh, I kept saying that yeah, last night to everybody, and they just got so pissed off. And I know it's such a douchey thing to say, but god damn. It's fucking lit. I sound like a douchebag saying it, but you know it's true. You will know it's true once you listen to the album. Anyways, it's called... Uh, it's called junk. Um, obviously, it's not junk. I think they were going for the ironic title there. Quite clever. Uh, it's like when they call like a giant basketball player like Tiny is his nickname or something like Tiny Tim. I mean, that's like obviously a character from a movie, but uh, you know, it's kind of like that. Oh, going for the irony. Obviously, not junk. It's very fucking good, and I think it will definitely win awards. And by awards, I mean best new music from Pitchfork next week. I'm going to put money on it. And by money, I mean uh, nothing of you know monetary value. I just mean I'm going to bet on this podcast. And whoever's listening to this before Monday is going to know that I fucking said that. And I called it. It's going to be best new music. It has to be. Uh, some of the tracks were featured on the website a little bit. They were, uh, I think it was like, let's see, do it, try it, go, and solitude all great great songs and uh the great part about it is i mean those aren't even my favorite songs on the album i think that last one i just played sorry scooting closer here to the mic uh that last one i just played was like the second to last track on the album and it has beck on it i mean it's yeah it's called time wind time wind it has beck on it it's just fucking incredible i mean to have an album play that good of songs throughout the entire thing it's like when do you even hear that nowadays it's so rare so I enjoyed it. Um, I've been anticipating it all, all month, all you know, year. Honestly, I was really excited, especially seeing that they were going to be playing Coachella. And then um, basically, I just went into the Spotify Discover page on Friday, listening to new music uh, that morning, and then I saw the album was dropped. So it's a great listen. It's on Spotify. Anywhere else you're going to listen. But what are you doing here? What are you listening to right now? You're listening to Content for the Culture. This is episode 14. We talk about movies music, television, media, um, you know, sometimes I talk about podcasts, sometimes I, you know, basically any type of uh, visual or audio medium that you should be concerning yourself with because you don't like that mainstream bullshit, bro. No, it's not mainstream. It's, I, I like mainstream and, and we can like mainstream. Anybody listening to this, we, you know, we liked the dark night. We like mainstream. It can be good. Mainstream can be good. Um, Taylor Swift's newest album. Yeah, it's kind of good. Okay. But Justin Bieber's new album, okay, I have it on vinyl. It is, no, I'm just kidding. But there are mainstream can be good. That's not the point of this podcast. It's not to berate anything that tries to actually make money and you know shoot for the masses. That's totally that's totally fine, and that that can work out. But what this podcast is about is sifting through a lot of the bullshit that you'll find in that, and then also uh, working around it and and finding things that you may or may not have ever heard or you know seen or listened to. So. Um, thanks for listening. And we're in episode 14 right now. Coachella is two weeks away and I'm getting very excited. Um, before we get started though, going into everything on the show, if you're listening to this right now, like seriously, I'm talking to you. If you're listening to this, you with the headphones in, or you're listening in your car on your way home, whatever you're listening to this, go on your iTunes. And, uh, if you're dri- well, you know what, if you're driving, wait till you get home, maybe set, set an alarm clock, a reminder at the next stoplight. You can remember that. 
and, and you can get away with that. But what I want you to do is rate and review my show on iTunes. It helps me boost my numbers and I just want to get like an average star rating for the show and be honest. Obviously I'm not saying give me five stars or whatever. I mean, I prefer it, but go on iTunes, review it. If you're listening on SoundCloud, that's totally fine. But if you have an iPhone and you're listening to this right now and you're listening to the podcast app, just go to my podcast, hit rate and review. It takes like two seconds. You can write a quick little blurb. You don't even have to write anything. I mean, maybe like just like a character, a smiley face will do whatever, or a frowny face, depending on how, you know, if you like this podcast or not, but either way, it'd mean a lot to me. Thank you. And, um, also just a disclaimer before we get started, of course, if, if you're a new listener or anything like that, contentfortheculture.com is the website. And on there, you're going to find a lot of the playlists, uh, the good music that you're going to want to be listening to all the trendy new music that you're not going to hear on, you know, it's not all, some of it you may hear on the radio, some of it you may not, but, um, that's not what it's about. It's about what's the best, what's the most quality. And, you know, we, we're also busy. We have so much to do all the fucking time. So why waste your time listening to garbage or watching a shitty movie or television show can, you know, concern yourself with the best. So that's what you're doing here. And, and the feature artist artist this week, we always feature an artist. If you're a new listener, um, is M83 in that new album. So listen to junk, check it out. I love it. I'm going to leave with a song on that. I was thinking today of leaving the podcast with me jamming out a little bit on the guitar. Uh, but I, I, I just don't think I'm ready to go for that yet. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm comfortable enough with my listener base. I just, I get nervous playing the guitar. No, I mean, I'd, I'd be down to just jam a little bit, but also I'm just kind of lazy and I just got a new chord for the podcast that if you're listening and you just heard that last song at the beginning, which you should have because you listen to this already for seven minutes, it sounded good. It actually sounded like quality sound coming through your speakers or headphones. And that's because I finally got a chord that is essentially just an aux chord for my phone. And I'm playing off Spotify instead of anybody who's been listening before knows that I play the music through a speaker into the microphone, lose a lot of sound quality on top of that. I like move the speaker around a little bit cause my, my arms get tired. Okay. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're boosting up the quality of this podcast each and every day and second, but it honestly, it sounds good. I'm, I'm stoked about it. And that way I can actually feature a lot more music on the podcast and, and maybe talk over music that's playing as well. Um, I think anybody who maybe listened to my like year in review episode, I was like playing songs in the background and then talking over them. And I like had the speaker behind me at a certain distance. So, I mean, it just the quality, the sound, you know, difference throughout the whole thing. It just, it'll drive you crazy. It drove me crazy after I recorded it. it recording that episode in general drove me fucking crazy. So uh, it's exciting. And, and finally you can actually hear probably the bass in a song, you know, let alone um, the actual lyrics or something. So I'm pumped about that. And I know it's a small thing. It was like a $5 cord on Amazon, but you know, you just figured I'd figured it out. I'm like, let's buy the aux cord for the phone. And then the other end, we're going to fit it into this fucking, uh, converter audio converter. So we're good to go. We are good to go. So I can actually play you the songs and you can hear them and hear the bass and everything. Uh, sorry if you're listening and it just got a little louder. The reason being, I uh, just paused it and went back and messed with my inputs a little bit. I was starting to get a little feedback and I don't want you guys to hear anything. I'm trying to work on that a little bit. I know some, <laughs> The infamous episode, I think it was four, did the podcast from my bed and I couldn't hear the feedback for whatever reason. God, that it sounded like shit. So anyways, I'm, I'm drinking my coffee right now. I'm, I'm, it's my fuel and it's in my fuel and, uh, it kind of just is what gets me rolling. It's, it's my, <clears throat> it's my big thing for the podcast. I mean, I got to talk here for a fucking hour and a half. You know, I did last time I got to talk for an hour, whatever it is. 
I got to get rolling. And if you're listening to this being like, oh my God, is it a paid advertisement? Is it Starbucks sponsor him? No, it's not. Uh, I'm telling a story about my shitty coffee maker and a nice little homemade trick, which you can use too. Thank you, WikiHow. So uh, I, one of my roommates moved out, took their coffee maker with them. They didn't have like a Keurig or anything. They had pretty much the same thing I used to have, just an old Mr. Coffee Maker. So I whipped mine out. It's been hanging out in the cupboard forever. And I don't wash it. Why would I do that? It's, you know, it's not like I used it for two years prior before we got the new coffee maker. So I whip it out, put it on the counter, maybe wash out the thing and whatever, you know, just like rinsed it with water. Cause that's what gets it clean, right? Just, you know, warm water. Anyways, uh, I brewed some coffee, tried it and I, I have like good coffee. I buy like, you know, French roast, Javalia or whatever. I got some Starbucks today. I brew it and it just tastes like shit. Like it just has this like aftertaste. Oh, it's like, it was like a flat, you know, like you drink a flat soda and you, you can drink it. You could, and you can put it down if you have to, which I have a few times, but it's always going to be in the back of your mind. You're always going to be like, well, why am I, why am I doing this to myself? I don't, I don't I, like, I can do better. So I looked it up and I'm like, well, there's gotta be something wrong with the coffee maker. It's gotta be just like way too dirty or old. And I realized, like, holy shit, coffee makers are fucking disgusting, covered in, like, not covered in, obviously, but, like, inside where you're brewing the coffee and everything, there's so much mold, and there's so much, like, like salt water or water deposits or something, it said, I don't know, I was just like, this is fucking disgusting, this is definitely why my coffee tastes gross, and I don't know how often you need to clean it, but if you're listening to this right now and you listen to coffee, or you listen to coffee, if you're listening to this right now and you drink coffee all the time, you definitely definitely need to clean out your coffee maker and it takes two seconds you go buy a a bottle of white vinegar from wherever and you basically do the full 12 cups of your whole thing split it between the white vinegar and cold water brew it hot drain the water let it sit and cool down and then just brew a thing of cold water and so it like basically just cleanses the whole thing and now i'm having coffee and it tastes good like it actually tastes good and this is like a starbucks french roast so it should have tasted good from the beginning and I actually don't taste any vinegar either. I like cleaned it out with the clean water twice, but I finally have coffee again. It's, it's great. And it took like an hour to clean. And I honestly might have to do that from now on. Cause it like is disgusting. If you think about like a coffee maker, you never really clean it. Like it's so gross. So if you're a big coffee person like me, I don't know, maybe do it. I don't really know why I'm telling the story. I just think I'm excited about the fact that I finally have good coffee again in the house. And the fact that I actually have some good coffee for the podcast too, because I stopped even drinking coffee on the way to work. I'm like, I'll just drink the work coffee because it, oh, it was just gross, man. It was just disgusting. And if you don't drink coffee at all, maybe you're like Mormon or something, you can't have caffeine. Um, sorry. Maybe that last two, three minutes didn't apply to you whatsoever, but honestly, you're missing out. Coffee is like, actually, I honestly don't even know. Coffee is so good. Like, I don't know what I would decide between that and drinking. I mean, I know what I would decide, but it would be a good question. Like there would be a split second where I would be like, I'd miss coffee. But then, you know, and obviously we know what the choice will ultimately be, but it'd be a, it's a tough call. Coffee is a big part of my life, big part of everybody's lives. Uh, it's just a fucking addiction. Anyways, uh, let's let's get started on the show. Let's talk about shit. So we got um, Coachella two weeks away. So excited. Uh, they're come. I think, yeah, first, first weekends next weekend, which is a bummer. I'm, you know, 
it's I don't know I, I don't know if first weekend is better than the second weekend I mean if I just had to guess I would say it would be because the bands are more energized it's the first weekend and it's the first time for surprises celebrity cameos whatever it's going to be it's going to be the best option for that as opposed to maybe the second weekend when you know you're going to see everything on social media yahoo whatever it is so, I mean, I hope there's not like a drop off in quality and I don't think there will be. It's not going to be like noticeable to me. You know, maybe someone going both weekends who's fucking insane. They would maybe notice, but I'm so excited, but I'm in a little bit of a pickle. I don't even know if I mentioned this on last episode. My fucking tickets haven't been delivered yet. Literally there. I think tomorrow is the day they said, if you don't get them by the 10th, <laughs> if you don't get them by the 10th, contact us. Uh, and I was freaking out all week. I've been texting like a few of my friends that I know have the tickets. Like, Hey, have you gotten yours yet? And they're like, no, I haven't relaxed. And I think I just expected to get them a lot sooner, but I mean, they just make you wait, I guess. I don't know for whatever reason. I mean, they're probably just getting the packages together. I think it comes in like a cool little box and stuff. So I'm fucking excited and anxious, anxious as hell to get that. I just need it. Luckily though, I got an email yesterday from uh, Coachella, like give me the tracking number and everything. So I think it's all good. I think they're chilling in like Arlington, Texas, but for about like two weeks there, I was freaking out. I mean, let me put it this way. I had to, I ordered something on Amazon two weeks ago and it was like a $23 order. I don't even, did I mention this on the episode last week? I might've, um, but I ordered something and it got, it got stolen. I think from my front porch, like I did, I don't know where it is. I've asked my roommates. No one knows where it is. And it was like a stupid, you know, it was like a coffee mug, or coffee travel mug thing and like a lens cap for a camera and it got stolen. I swear. I think I told this on the podcast. Well, either way, the package got stolen or I don't fucking know what happened to it. And so that's just like put me at high alert with these tickets. I get home every day and I'm just like freaking out. So hopefully they get here soon. I mean, how fucking shitty would that be all that hype and no Coachella? (laughs) I'd be so bummed. I'd be so goddamn bummed. Uh, Anyways, though, I've been, I've been building up a playlist getting excited for it and let me pull it up here see how many songs i've gotten it if you you know you follow me on spotify you got to follow this playlist i'm I'm telling you so many people have a coachella playlist and it's like what songs you're gonna hear you're gonna hear welcome to the jungle paradise city uh today was a good day by ice cube uh maybe dance yourself clean by lcd uh you know uh maybe calvin harris's most top played song it's like fuck every Spotify playlist, and I bitched about this last episode, every Spotify playlist for Coachella just has all the shit you would expect. And I don't know. Sorry, I got a notification on my computer. I don't know why people build those playlists. Like we know what those songs are. Whoever the fuck's going to Coachella and doesn't know those songs. Why are like, that's so stupid. The whole point of Coachella, it's a festival. So you should be seeing, it's about not just the music, um, I mean, not just the scene, sorry. It's about the music more so than anything. And so for me, it's like an opportunity to like gain new bands to follow and be a fan of. It's like, that's what I'm most excited about. And I think a lot of people go to it. And this is what I'm most worried about. A lot of people go to it just for like the scene and be like, oh, fucking Coachella. I can't wait to post a fucking Instagram photo and get like 137 million likes. It's like, uh, I mean, like, I'm excited about that. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be Snapchatting my balls off the entire time when I'm there. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> if my my phone is going to die so fast. It's going to die. I just want, like, to Snapchat every goddamn song that I love. But 
I'm excited, man. And I'm excited for these bands in the fine print. That's really what I'm like most pumped for besides seeing like LCD and M83. Like some of the headliners are going to be cool, but I'm really excited to see some of these like underground lower level DJs that just make awesome fucking beats that you would never hear in a club or anything like that. So let me pull up the the list of uh, some of the bands here. Let me pull up the uh, lineup. Let's see. So I got a car, I got a Coachella playlist. It's 81 songs already. It's on my profile. I've gotten through day three, almost all of day two, and then I'm working up on day one. It's so exciting. And it's so great too, because I saw so many, I saw so many, uh, lineups come out these past two weeks. I think like Lollapalooza, maybe, uh, I think like, I feel like another one did like the New York one came out and a lot of them have been and uh, been being released of course it's like festival season and everything and these bands are releasing new albums so it's perfect timing and basically like all the lineups are very similar to Coachella and it's it's great because one it makes you feel like all right I chose the right festival whatever festival you go to you're going to choose the right festival it's the closest one to you whatever it is I mean Coachella is just the most realistic option for me where I'm at geographically and then number two you don't have to go to a second festival. I was like thinking about going to uh, Chicago. I think it's a, it's either Bonnaroo or Lollapalooza. I think it's Lollapalooza. And it shows how much I know it's like going to my first festival. So I'm sure I'll become familiar with it after this. But I was thinking that like, oh, I should go to that. I should go to this. I want to go to all these festivals. And even money aside, money aside from everything, it's like, do I need to go? Do like actually do I need to go through that effort? Because even just the idea of going through a festival and handling all three days, I think I'm going to be fucking drained. And I mean, I grant, I'm sure I would love to go to the Chicago uh, festival or pitchfork music festival or any of those. Of course I would. It's not like I wouldn't enjoy it, but money aside, it's like, do I need to, you know, you see, once you see a band once, do you need to see them again? Some bands you do, some bands you just don't. So I'm fucking excited. I'm so amped up. I think like the only difference between some of the lineups, I think one was like red hot chili peppers was playing. I mean, that's cool, you know, but like, whatever, I get to see fucking uh, Jack U. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's playing the ours and not theirs, but it, it's going to be fucking awesome. And it's such a great time of the year. I've got the days off and we're just going to have a great time. And I was thinking of podcasting while I was there, but I, I think I've just decided against it. It's going to be too much work. And, and frankly, I'm just going to be drinking the whole time. I mean, it would just be the sloppiest podcast episode ever. It'd be like that episode where I was podcasting from my bed, like times five, like it would just be so bad. It would just be such shit. So I'm very excited. And let me pull up my list here. I got a few things I wanted to talk about. So Coachella and then the, oh yeah, I wanted to bitch about those playlists because I was bitching about the. Coachella playlists and obviously they're they're like bad you know they're they're mainstream and everything like that but let's just throw on top of that just any Spotify playlist I mean really any Spotify playlist that has like a certain amount of followers isn't it just like total trash like like let's go through some of them let's just do this for fun like why not like I'm just gonna read the titles and I'm just gonna mock them because that's what I do best let's see here discover Browse. Weekend Buzz. Like, you know that's going to suck, dude. That's such a shitty title. Soak Up the Sun. Pop Rising. Okay, that's not a bad title. That's like maybe Underground Pop. I don't know. Oh, God, the worst one of all. 
your favorite coffee house coming at you live it's like fuck no that's so lame and it has like a million four hundred thousand followers you know it's just the worst playlist you know it's just the fucking worst oh god oh oh so anyways the reason i'm bringing that up is don't look for those playlists they're trash you need to do a little bit of research you can find playlists created by the artists you like so go on your spotify i'm sure they have the same thing on apple music go on there look at the artists you like follow them give them love and then they'll give you love back because they're gonna have playlists created poolside one of my favorite artists has joshua tree desert vibes fucking awesome title very cool and it has 849 followers they're not catering to anybody if you like poolside you're gonna like that playlist another great poolside playlist uh, daytime disco has 5,600 followers. Um, it's fucking phenomenal. Listen to daytime disco, follow it. Um, on repeat by 10 snake. One of the artists coming from Coachella. Um, very excited to listen to him. He's like a fucking awesome DJ and it's got like 1900 followers. It's just going to be good fucking dance DJ music. Like it's awesome. And then another really good one that may be, followed a lot but it's pretty good like this is like a good party playlist like you could throw on and not be like worried about it day drinking and i hate it i kind of hate the title day drinking with hipsters it's like whenever everybody like whenever anybody like self-titles in history it's like oh, that's not, we don't want to do that but it's a great uh it's a great playlist and it's a great like party playlist just to hang out and have fun with people so those are four solid playlists i just wanted to mention because i was like browsing through music and Jesus, man, you cannot trust Spotify with those like mainstream playlists. Like I've tried. I remember one time I was like, well, let's maybe find like some blues rock or like some jam songs, like maybe learn some new guitar. And like, they just played like such trash. And it wasn't like, it was like trash that I've already heard. And then like, I don't know, it's just, it's just not original. So you got to dig a little bit, but because of the way Spotify works and the fact that it's like an awesome community and I'm, I'm sure Apple music's just as good. I mean, I don't know, but because of that, you know, you're, you're with the artist. It's like, it's like being on fucking Twitter, you know, you follow them and then they can create stuff and you just follow that. And then uh, people can follow each other. It's fucking great. It's an awesome app. And that's, this is not a paid advertisement, but anybody listening to this podcast knows I only do stuff through Spotify. So those are four solid playlists. Follow them right now. If you get a chance, just listen to them. I think daytime disco is probably my favorite of the four. Um, because poolside kind of throws in some, like old disco hits, like from the eighties that you haven't heard. And it's awesome. You're like, damn, like that's so cool. Cause you know, those are the, always the best songs. You know, people are going to look back on this decade and be like, what were some of the top songs? And you're going to have like T Swift hits and Calvin Harris and Justin Bieber, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, there's so many songs that get forgotten. And those songs back from eighties, seventies are so many good rock and disco and dance songs that you've never even heard. So great playlist to follow, uh, to follow. And keep up with and then just make sure to follow my Coachella playlist because you put that on shuffle it's got a great mix of indie rock dance DJ um, kind of like alternative electro um, electronic pop I don't know it's it's just so good and I obviously had to throw in some mainstream shit let's be real I put on I put on some Calvin Harris I'm not gonna not do that okay I have to support my boy Calvin ah oh, this coffee's gotten cold that's oh, the worst so give it a listen. Spotify playlist fucking suck. You got to search a little bit. Just anything created by Spotify, this playlist, they're just, they just got to cater to too many people and you should be able to find something that you really enjoy personally. 
that really more so caters to you and your personal interests as opposed to the entire, you know, world of people. So uh, that way they can kind of go in different directions. I think it's definitely worth the research and, and work. And the beauty of it is you don't even have to do the work yourself. You don't have to build a playlist. I love building playlists. I like bringing people together with music like that. And hopefully people listen and hear new stuff. Some people don't. And you don't have to do that if you don't want. Just do one quick search and you'll find your stuff. And, and those are good places to start. So, um, oh, and, and also Spotify also has this other feature behind the music and it like would be cool. I mean, it is cool. I'm not saying it's bad. I, I mean, I guess I like it as opposed to not having it at all, but like they'll have it for these songs that just do not deserve a behind the music kind of feature. And essentially what it is, is it'll play a song and it'll like have a thing you can slide it and, and you slide the album cover down and then it brings like behind the lyrics, behind the music. And essentially what it does, sorry, I was just pulled away from the mic there, getting comfortable. Um, essentially what it does, it'll like give you the lyrics a little bit and then it'll like talk about the song. But it's like about like mainstream songs that like the lyrics are like, you know, just like very sexual and like dancing at the club or like just like you know, it's like a mainstream song. There's like no depth to it. And that's fine. But when you're featuring a behind the music for lyrics of Rihanna's work or something, it's like, what, what, like, what's the point? Like, I don't understand inspiration from this song. It came from one night when Kanye was at the club getting fucking lit. It's like, all right. Like I didn't need to know that. I kind of presumed it actually. So sometimes they're cool when they're, you know, on artists that maybe aren't as big as you would think, or a song that might have a little bit more meaning, but they feature it on some songs. You're just like, what is the point? Does anybody need this information? I don't think, I really don't think so. I really, really don't think so. So I was, uh, I was listening to an album the other day and sorry, this episode, if you like hearing the movie and TV talk, these past two episodes have been a lot more music focused. So I'm sorry about that. If you're more into that stuff, just let me know and I can talk about it more. But um, actually, fuck that. I talk about what I want on this podcast. It's my fucking podcast. Uh, anyways, I was listening to this album the other day, and I was listening on vinyl, and I know I gugged on vinyl, um, uh, like, maybe like 10 episodes ago, or something like that. I just got my vinyl player and, uh, record player, and I was playing some records on it, and I just loved it, how it really forced you to listen to the whole album, and I had another great experience with it. So, one, actually, yeah, two great experiences, because... One, I listened to an old Clapton record, and I can't remember. Let's see, where is it? Slow Hand. It's the one with cocaine, like that song, you know, everybody knows, of course. And I listened to it. It's like the beauty of vinyl is it kind of just takes you back to that world. And I know it's a total phase. I know it'll f flare out. I, I think it definitely will. But I, I really do enjoy it, and, and that's because... I'm listening to this Clapton record and there's corny moments. It's like watching an old movie. Okay. You watch an old movie and like I watched Shawshank. Shawshank's the movie that got me in two movies. It's the movie that really like I, I watched it and I'm like, oh wow, like this is the potential. This is where it can go. This is where things can go. Um, this is where this is like the depth of like movie storytelling. Oh my god. And since then I've probably found movies I like more, but it was that experience initially that I'm like, oh my god, Shawshank incredible. I went back and watched it and I'm not saying it's bad because it's not bad. It's a great movie. But with that being said, it's one of those things you look back and it's dated. Everything gets dated. Okay. Comedy, 
a stand-up comedian from the 80s gets dated. You know, sometimes they transcend it. Like you'll listen to Jerry Seinfeld and he's incredible still. But, you know, a lot of things get dated once they're out of their prime and it's and, and they're not part of the mainstream anymore or, you know, just at, at their peak professionally. And so, you know, Shawshank, I'm watching it and it's good, but there's those moments with the music and doo-doo-doo. Like, you know, it's just like the the score for the soundtrack and it's so it's just like telling you how to feel the whole time and, and not that there's anything wrong with that you need a good soundtrack of course but it's not very subtle at all and you watch you're like oh wow it's kind of like oh like kind of a little cheesy sometimes and it's still really good obviously i'm, I'm not disparaging shawshank because like seriously that's like sacrilegious like come on shawshank's fucking incredible but it's one of those things you watch those movies it, it's tough to watch them sometimes and handle it being old and kind of outdated. I think that's why people go see a lot of old movies, uh, screened in theaters, because once you go to a theater, you kind of just really forget about everything. And it doesn't matter about the time, the date you're just in there and you're just a part of the experience. So it's kind of similar to that. You listen to a record and it takes you to that time and it not only forces you to sit down, but it also just kind of, for me, it just kind of suspends that, uh, this, you know, that disbelief. It's like a movie, like exactly. You know, when you see a film, you just got to suspend that. And the same thing happens with music. I guess disbelief wouldn't be the best word, but I suspend any kind of judgment too, because I'll just listen to it. I'm just like, this is an old, I mean, it's a used record that I got for two bucks, three bucks. And it's probably from way back in the day. And it's just so cool because it gets that dated aspect to it. And I really only like to buy older vinyls a lot of the time. And, uh, it's just, it was awesome. I loved the album. I enjoyed it. And there's some tracks where it's like kind of corny and just like, over the top or long or like background singers and just it's a different time it's a different music but when you put it on a record player and you listen to it track through track through track flip the side track through track through track all the way through you just respect it a lot more so i i just really can't recommend that enough to anybody that's a big music fan i i really you can get a you can get a record player for cheap if you're in the mood for finding new music that's not just through Spotify, because to be honest, you're not going to listen to old Eric Clapton through Spotify. No one does. I mean, people do, obviously, but you're not, that's not what people do. People, it's a great way to find new music. And obviously they have a lot of old music on there, but the way to really listen to it, really discover it is to put it on a fucking record and just give it a chance. And the same goes for even great new albums that you may not have got the first time, because I had that same experience. So I, I, the two great experiences, you know, I love that Clapton record. And then the second thing, I listened to um, Mac DeMarco's Rock and Roll Nightclub, like his first like legit album. Like, I mean, I know he think I think he had some albums before, maybe one or two, but this is like his first like CD. You know, got the cover, everything. It's like on Spotify. It's all it's like his first one on Spotify, I think too, even. And everybody who listens to this knows I'm a huge Mac fan. I love everything he puts out. I honestly maybe only liked like one or two songs from that album. And then one night I finally had, you know, an hour to kill and, um, I just was chilling in my room. So I fired up the record. I'm like, let's give it another shot. And because of that, I just listened to it again. I was kind of just chilling by myself. No other judgment, no other outside bullshit coming from anybody else saying, Oh, what is this? This is weird or whatever. You know, it was just me and the record and the artist, and the musician. And it was phenomenal. I fucking loved it. And great album. I definitely recommend it. And you're going to listen to it the first time. And be like, this is weird. Like this is a weird album. And it is weird. Mac DeMarco is kind of a weird dude. He's just like a fucking goofball, but I listened to it and I just had so much more respect for it. And it, I really don't know. Like there's nothing better than that. 
I mean, other than maybe like listening to something like the first time watching a movie, the first time and getting out and being like, that was fucking awesome. Like, you know, that's the best feeling. Like, obviously, like I fired up M83's album yesterday morning and I was just like, holy shit, this is great. But I think coming back to a record sometimes almost is better because it teaches you the lesson of, you know, you got to be patient and you got to be open minded. And I think that's a good lesson worth learning if you're into movies and music and everything like you are, um, like, like I am. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. So I had the exact same experience with the Thundercat album. Uh, I think I listened to like beyond where the wildlings roam. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Uh, beyond where I don't know. Anyways, his newest album. I didn't like it. I didn't like Thundercat. And then anybody who listened to the first few episodes knows I'd fucking became obsessed with him at that point in time. Loved everything he put out. And the same goes for that Mac record. I, I listened to it once and I just put it down and was just like, all right, you know, this is all right. But I like his mainstream stuff more because Spotify makes it easy. Okay. Spotify makes it easy. You have those top five songs stray away if you can. And, and disclaimer, I'm going mainly through the top five, through the top 10 with my Coachella playlist preview. Okay. Because playlist preview, because I have to, okay. I got to listen to like a hundred fucking bands. Okay. I don't even know how many are there, but it's impossible. And I, I have time to listen to headphones at work, but I can't listen to fucking new music for like six hours straight. I mean, I just go crazy. Anybody would. So sometimes I just have to go through the top five songs and just get the vibe a little bit. And that might do some artists, some injustices, but it's the best I can do to hear those bands in the fine print. But if you're listening to just one thing, if you're just listening to one artist that someone recommends you, I really almost think it's better like, yeah, I get play the first song, second song that's at the top five to be like, all right, well, this is what they're about. But don't just judge them off that. Listen to other albums. Listen to the first few songs. I wasn't a huge fan of Mac DeMarco when I heard his first top songs because I think number one was like that Salad Day song. And it's a good song, but he has so many better, like so much better music than those tracks um i think like that and like probably let it go or whatever just as like poppier songs and you can find better stuff if you just listen to another album because i guarantee you if it's a true artist which you're probably listening to because you listen to this podcast and you look for people like that and people will give you suggestions like that if you're listening to them in their full album they're they care you know you you may not and the record producer may not and the the record executive may not care but they do. And they're going to be telling a story through the whole thing. So give it a chance. And that's what I did with that album. I fucking loved it. It was so good. I, the same thing has happened with movies. I think it's happened to a lot of people. It's a pretty common thing. Well, like I'm trying to think of a movie that that happened to me with, uh, I don't know, maybe like you're too young watching something is always weird or going with the wrong mindset with a movie one time. Maybe that would happen with spotlight. I might watch and be like, Oh shit, this is really, really good. But, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't give Mad Max a chance either. I think it's harder with movies because it's an hour and a half, two hour, three hour even commitment sometimes. So it's really tough. That rarely happens. But sometimes a second viewing is necessary. So I do have to do my homework a little bit with some movies sometimes. And I will. And also, speaking of listening to stuff and, and trying new things, Kanye's new album is on Spotify. Listen to the first few tracks. It's pretty good. Haven't listened to the whole thing. Not giving my review yet. I will try and do that on the next episode or something like that because... I know I said I would do it on this podcast. I haven't done it yet, and I want to get to it. It's just one of those things that I just have been listening to so much new music. If you follow my playlist on Spotify, the Coachella playlist, the content for the culture playlist, they're like literally just filling up like fucking crazy throughout the weekdays. You're like, what do I do all day? I mean, I listen to my headphones all day at work. It's great. When I get my work done, I can listen to new, uh, or when, while I'm doing my work, I can listen to new music all the time. It's fantastic. 
and um, it's fantastic. And basically, I think I added like 80 songs maybe to the content for the culture playlist over the past like two weeks, which may be hard to keep up with for some people, but either way, it's somewhere to go. It's a hub to go to listen to new music as opposed to listening to your favorite coffee house on Spotify. So please give it a try. Follow that playlist. And um, it's just, it's fucking great. All that new music. I fucking love it. Uh, And it was, I was kind of having trouble featuring a new artist on the podcast. I think I was just going to play some Coachella music. There were some great artists. I listened to 10 snake uh, Anderson pack, like rap, R&B, hip-hop a little bit there. I mean, I kind of wanted to switch it up on the podcast. I wanted to play the song. People like, oh, shit, George, wow, I'm impressed. Um, but there's also some other DJs, John Digweed. Um, oh, what's another one? There, oh, there's so many good ones. Just look at the playlist. It's so good. And I would go through the flyer, but it would just take a long time, and you can just listen to the playlist instead and hear some of the offbeat stuff that I like. I've been working through it and circling the artists that I should listen to, and you should listen to too. Whether you're going to Coachella or not, these artists are going to be playing other festivals, and whether you're going to any of those other festivals or not, listen to that playlist, listen to the new music, because these are up-and-coming artists, and you're going to be ahead of the game. You're going to be ahead of people. You're going to listen to this playlist or uh, this podcast, and you're going to say to people, M83's new album, Pitchfork, Best New Music, Monday, calling it. And uh, they're gonna they're not gonna believe you, and then they're gonna see it on Monday. They're gonna be impressed. You're gonna really impress your music friend. No, I mean I don't know. It's just nice to stay ahead of the pack a little bit in the music industry. And same with film too. I like to keep my eye on on movies coming out, of course. So it's great. Let me look at my um. How long are we into this thing? Forty minutes. Wow. Wow. Oh shit. So I guess, I mean, yeah, we're 40 minutes in. I don't have like a ton of stuff to talk about. I just have a ton of like new music to listen to. That's what I just really want anybody listening to this to do. Just look at my playlist, follow them, listen to them, and then um, rate and review on iTunes. Uh, but I want to talk about, I guess, a few other things, shows, movies, and then uh, and then we can we can dip out. It's not going to be as long of an episode as, as maybe the past couple months or past couple uh, weeks, sorry. So... Speaking of vinyl and, and talking about that and how much I love those albums, the show vinyl, haven't watched it. I honestly think I may have watched like another episode or two since the last uh, since the last time we spoke. And um, really, there's just not much to say about it. I mean, it's good. It's okay. But I, I think the fact that I haven't had the desire to really watch it at all or just put down a new episode, that just kind of speaks volumes to me about the quality of the show and... And how good it really is. Do you have that desire to keep grinding out episodes and, and watch and know what happens next? And I just, for whatever reason, I really don't. I don't know why. Sorry about that feedback there. Just fix the mic a little bit. Anyways, I, I mean, I, I would go into it, but I haven't watched it in like a week and a half. It's it's okay. I just, I don't know. I'm ready for, I'm ready for Thrones. I'm ready to talk about Thrones on here. I saw, uh, spoiler alert, I saw a headline that Jon Snow is dead. I'm like, oh fuck. Did you guys actually kill him? Like, I, I think everybody's just been hoping it, that's a hoax, but, um, it's not looking good for any fans of his character. That's just what they do at that show. Fucking A. There's like two fucking actors and characters remaining from season one. It's so goddamn annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean, with shows, I really haven't been watching a ton of stuff. I've been watching some stand up specials. Um, just been into comedy a lot and listening to, uh, podcasts a lot at work, but, um, I mean, the only show, and I, I know I teased a little bit last week that I got to suggest, and I'm going to get to it. Um, I only have one show to suggest that I've been watching a lot of, and, I, and it is a phenomenal show. But 
there I, there really aren't any movies like and I went to I went to the Phoenix Film Festival last night and it was it was fun it was cool it was a great event like it was it was awesome they had the tent and I had a VIP pass and um got like some free drinks with it and like free swag or whatever they call it. free swag bruh. um so it was cool uh but the movie I saw was just like really okay it was called a light beneath their feet and it was one of those movies that like it looked good it sounded good the people acted well but at the end of the day the main thing driving your fucking movie is what it's the plot it's the story and it just wasn't there for me one of those stories where i just was like right when it started with the screenplay and 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 the first five minutes, they just set it all up like, I can't decide where to go to college. Should I go to UCLA or stay here with my mom? And like the mom's like bipolar. So it's like obviously deals with serious stuff, but it was like set up and so predictable from the beginning. And this like dude that she liked where I just didn't give a single shit because I just knew it was coming next. And that's the worst thing you can have in a show or a movie. I know anybody that listens to this knows that that's like my biggest pet peeve when you know something's coming. It's the same with music too. Like, granted, the drop's great. Like, we all love the drop with electronic music. We need that. But, like, that's why I like electronic music that's a little out there, a little different, because I can't listen to Tiesto. You're just like, okay, I get where this is headed. It's like, okay, we, we fucking get it, you know? And the same thing, it's like, goes for the fucking movie, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I was just sitting there in the first, like, 10 minutes, and I'm like, no. I'm just like, no, I don't care. I don't want to know, and I don't want to sit here all fucking day and have to and have to all night I mean and have to watch this movie granted it was only an hour and a half and I had some layered popcorn with me that that kept me company but it was it was okay and and along those lines has anybody ever watched a movie drinking I had like a couple of years before going in to see it that also I think kind of played into the fact of why I didn't like it I think like I hate drinking before watching stuff and like trying to watch it seriously it's the fucking worst like I just stopped caring at all about the story and granted that movie just wasn't as good but it's like I don't know it just takes me to a zone where I'm just not ready for movies I just don't I don't like it I mean maybe it works for some people I know like some people like to have a drink or two and if I'm like watching a game or or maybe just like relaxing and just watching a show in the background I don't care but I'm really trying to watch a movie and I'm at like a film festival like the drinks I'm like I don't know if that's like the stimulant I need or I guess it's a depressant I don't know if that's a depressant I need to really enjoy this movie I need another depressant it's like oh, okay you might have a problem sir but either way, it wasn't that good of a movie, but the event was cool. Um, film festivals are awesome, and it just made me want to go to, like, an actual, like, legit film festival. Con, Sundance. Oh, man, one of those would just be awesome. I think Con would be the best to be in France. It would just be, like, the most gorgeous thing. I've never been to France. Need to be there. Um, need to go there. God, it's just so gorgeous. But uh, either way, I haven't seen any good movies. Saw that in the theaters. There's, I know, like, Richard Linklater is coming out with his new movie. I guess I should probably see... But there just isn't anything that really is pushing me to go plop my ass down in the theater. I just haven't seen anything that good. I haven't seen anything on Netflix. So it's been rough. And for the podcast, it kind of suffers in that sense because I just don't have much stuff to talk about with you know regards to movies especially. But also, there is one thing. That new Star Wars trailer came out. And if there's one thing can, that can be said about the Star Wars team that has like come on now since they you know Disney bought it and everything they know how to make one hell of a trailer and it's all like the stereotypical stuff to like build suspense make oh my god it's so intense but like 
I remember they did the same thing with Force Awakens. I watched that trailer and I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is the fucking, this is it. This is the dream. And I saw the movie and I mean, it was all right. It was fine. It was good. Whatever. <laughs> I really like worked my way up the uh, compliment train there. <laughs> it was all right. It was okay. It was good. It was whatever. Okay. And he went back down. It really was like, whatever. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was like, I really have no interest in seeing it again. Um, but the trailer for this next one, I guess it's like a separate story and it's cool. They're just going to milk the shit out of this cow until, I mean, fuck, nobody wants to hear about Obi-Wan Kenobi or anybody else ever fucking again. Uh, but this like trailer is like the most intense thing you'll ever see. It's so well done and it's like so badass and so cool and so intense. But then you'll see the movie and you're like, Oh, it wasn't that cool. It's just a stereotypical plot where this rebel runner needs to learn how to destroy another death star. And they're just going to do the exact same thing. I honestly think Hollywood might be playing a joke on the viewers right now. I think they might be, or it's also just Disney because Disney is seriously just fucking formula all day, all night. And that's fine, but it makes money. But I honestly think they're trying to see how many movies they can have Star Wars related that have the exact same plot and no one raises a finger because literally the Star Wars Force Awakens plot was the Return of the Jedi plot was the Empire. I mean, like, it's just like, blow up another Death Star, blow up another Death Star. Hey, let's let's blow up another Death Star. It's like, oh, fuck, I don't, I, I've seen it. It's like I get it. The animation's looking cool now and the explosions look even better, but shit. And th this one, it's like. Rogue One or whatever, it's like, we need you to learn how to destroy this weapon. And they're, like, doing a Death Star thing. It's like, okay, is this how... Like, it's like they're telling the story of how they got the intel. I think that's what they're... Maybe that's what they're doing, but it's, like, still the same thing. It's like how... Maybe that's, like, a plot hole people complained about. They're like, well, how did they... You know, they always know how to de destroy the Death Star, and there's that one little, uh, like, crevice that you shoot the fucking protons through or whatever I sound like such a nerd right now but I mean come on I, I, that is what it is I think and it's like everybody's always like well how did they know that that's a plot hole and I've never really given a shit about that kind of stuff let's I mean that's fine it's a sci-fi movie it's gonna be littered with plot holes and the entire thing it's like well maybe this whole movie is to justify that and they're just like fuck you guys complain about these movies we're gonna show how this little rebel does it I don't know it'll be it'll be good I'm sure but it I just honestly don't watch trailers anymore I'm I, I hate it I movies just kind of frustrate me and I I think they they've kind of it's just tough it's tough not in award season I get very cynical with movies and film coming out and we're gearing up for blockbuster season and I'm so excited. We do a pool at my work where we uh, basically, you know, take guesses on what will make the most money each month movie wise. And I'm so excited to see some of the flops because there's going to be some big flops. That Batman vs Superman flop is going to cost Warner Brothers some money. And I mean, I'm not rooting for them to lose money. I'm just rooting for them to learn a goddamn lesson about making these fucking movies that suck, that critics don't like and aren't unique and fresh. Because I guarantee you there's scripts and movies out there that could be made that aren't that might be questioning the norm, but they're just not happening. So I get those aren't for everybody, but it just needs to happen a little more often because God, every movie coming out every weekend is the exact same and there's just no interest. And it's sad. I hate talking about it like this because I'm such a movie lover. I'm such a film like dork about it that it's just, I hate disparaging the medium and I'm not trying to, it's just so hard to find a great, great film nowadays. And also I think I just don't, I don't look as hard too. I don't look as hard as I used to. That might be the problem. Because I was at the film festival and, and there's a lot of indie film. And I'm like, all right, indie film's the way to be. This is what I like. 
but also it's kind of like hard to see screenings of that sometimes in theaters near you and um and, and coming soon to a theater near you right when I said that that's why I thought of that tagline so I don't know not not much to talk about movie wise I might I might watch some new ones and I kind of want to watch Mad Max and relay that to you guys and how how I think it is but we'll see uh, I need to get to that, and I need to get to Kanye. But the final thing I want to leave you guys with on this podcast before I, I leave you with another M83 fire track is uh, is the new show that I have suggested. Uh, suggested. So we don't really have a movie to suggest. Uh, we have M83, Coachella Playlist, all that good music. But then also um, Louie on Netflix. You need to watch it. And it features Louis C.K. It's that typical, uh, st- I was going to say stereotypical and typical, Um it's that general formula that we've seen from Marin that I've suggested on here. Uh, I don't think I've you know suggested Curb, but I'm suggesting it. If you haven't seen it, it's a fucking great show, of course. Larry David is a genius. And um, I think those all came from the Larry Sanders show or whatever that show was called uh, with that, that comedian that just passed away. Gary Shandling, I think, is his name, something like that. And he passed away and he kind of created that where it's this show that's about quote unquote real life. It's like the behind the scenes of the entertainment industry and the, uh, and show business. And it's really cool because you know, all these famous celebrities, they just play fictional versions of themselves and they can be very funny and they can be very self-deprecating. It's awesome. And that's why I love Marin. I love curb. It gives that surreal feeling and it makes it even more fun to watch because it's just so authentic. It feels real. It's something you can believe and, um, and something you can buy into that you can relate to very, very easily because it's just so human. That's what's so awesome about it. But I think Curb is one of those shows that is very, it's like very, you know, Larry David. It's very Jerry Seinfeld or just Seinfeld, the show, you know, esque. It's like that style of episode where every beginning has to come to the end and it, they all like every little plot point plays into the other. And, and it's funny, but sometimes it can be like a little like, all right, I'm tired of seeing this over and over, you know. And I'm not saying Curb is bad because I love that show, but sometimes with the episodes, they get a little over the top with the, with the, plot points and stuff and it, it could be less uh it could be more subtle but i get you know that's just the style of the show that's just a complaint i have about it otherwise i love it and um the same thing like marin it, it kind of keeps the episodes going but they, they don't follow the formula as much it's a little more indie but that's what i really like about louis and that's kind of wanna why i wanted to suggest it it really just takes the formula that you come to know about those shows maybe that you watch and it just you know rolls it up in a big fucking paper ball and throws it in the trash can because that's not the way he writes. And it's just so interesting to see where his mind takes the show. Every episode. I love it. Um, the first season is a little weird. I would say the first season is probably the hardest to watch. If you're like, um, like I, it's, it's strange. It goes into places that you're just kind of like, all right, I don't know if this is happening. And, and the show itself, it has some moments of, almost fantasy, like a fictional weird things happens, but it's just like a joke. It's a comedic take on something where like, for example, I was just watching an episode and they, they have the news saying just, you know, weird things that they would never say, but it's very like literal. And it's, you know, commenting on the news. They think it's something like 10 people burned in a fire today from being, you know, from not being able to handle the flames. And it's just like something like that, you know, it's just having a funny take on like how ridiculous news is sometimes and the stories they tell and how they tell it and, um, like how they go into it. And it's a quote unquote story when in reality, it's like, is there really that much to it? It's so sad, but, and you know, that's just Louie. He's got that dark humor. And I just think the show itself is so worth watching. 
and I'm already on season four. I think over the past like three, four weeks, I've just cranked through seasons, 20 minute episodes. But what's so good about it is not only is it layered through with some of his stand up and every stand up bit I've seen, it's just hilarious. He's a genius. God, he's a comedic genius. But on top of that, the plots themselves just go in a direction you'll never think they're going to go. Sometimes it's a little over the top. Sometimes it needs to make a point a little too hard. But at least it's something you're not seeing, so you don't know what's coming next. It's great. First season's very strange. It kind of takes those points maybe a little too far some ways, and the fantasy thing's a little like a little weirdly. You'll be like, hmm. Maybe like, I'm not sure if I'm into that. But that's, you know, you just got to get used to the show and the world. And then season two, season three develops and you really start to relate to his character and buy into who he is and want him to find, you know, love. And he's a great father. Essentially, he just plays a fictional version of himself. You know, he's a 45 year old, 46 year old dude. And he's got kids in New York. He's a single guy. And it's just like follows his awkward life. And it's hilarious. And he's a comedian. And it's awesome. So along with all the strange takes on the formula and everything like that, there also are plot lines and storylines. So it's not just a show about nothing. It has a heart. And, uh, and and sometimes it gets to it. And and it doesn't always end happy. Which, much like Louie, is always very adamant about talking about, you know, that's sometimes that's the way life goes. So it's it's a very good show, and, and please watch it. And sometimes it's kind of depressing. It honestly is. But that's what's so interesting about it, is it has that take on the world. It's a very realistic take on the world, and that's how his humor works, too. So if you're a fan of his comedy, please watch the show. You'll love it. Just give it a, give it a season or two, and... Um, you'll, you'll fall in love. I I honestly can't get enough of it. It's, it's fantastic. And then, um, I think there was one thing I want to talk about before I jumped off here. What was I going to mention? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's really it. Um, Louis is fucking phenomenal. M83's new album is great. Um, fuck. If you got any movie suggestions for me, please let me know. Uh, let's see. Sorry if this has been a slower episode. You're probably listening like, all right, when's the meat of it coming? But I just, I don't have much to complain about. Life is good. I'm going to Coachella in two weeks. I can't wait to report to you guys on that. Let you know how it goes. And, you know, please just thanks for listening and and rate and review on iTunes and, um, follow my playlist on Spotify and go to the website, contentfortheculture.com. That way you're going to hear all the tracks you need to hear. Follow my Spotify profile, everything like that, and you'll stay up to date on the best music, movies, uh, news, all that good stuff that you need to. So without further ado, let me connect this. Uh, This final song I think I'm going to play. You're going to hear some feedback here. Let's see how it goes. All right, how did that sound? Did you hear that? (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Let's get to the song here. We're going to play M83. I'm trying to pick what I want to play for you guys on the way out. Um, I think we're just going to go with Go. Is there, oh, it's like their most poppy one, but it's fucking awesome. Let's just play it. It has Steve Vai soloing at the end. It's the jam. It's such an upbeat song. Enjoy. It's called Go featuring Mylon. And I'm praying to God Steve Vai makes an appearance at Coachella and actually jams on his guitar for this because the dude is a legendary fucking guitarist. All right. So enjoy this. Thanks for listening to the episode. Um, And if uh, you have any questions for me or anything you'd like me to talk about, please, yeah, contact me through the website. Or if you know me personally, obviously, just ask me. And anybody, thank you so much for listening. And uh, have a great rest of your week.
Gotta run, gotta run, gotta run.